0: Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for May 5th, 2019. This is the third Sunday of Easter. How, welcome, everybody.
1: Yeah, Easter. We're, we're trucking along with Easter. Right. 50 days and to the end. Uh, th- <laughs> 50 days total of Easter. <laughs> and I yes. lost count of how I was trying to do the math in my head of how many we've gone through so far. We are. I will just stop trying to do that. <laughs> we are
0: this many yet. <laughs> this many <Yes. laughs> Uh, We are broadcasting not live from Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana, and uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Uh, And uh, without further ado, because you and I both talk at great length to hear ourselves, uh, uh, I'll keep moving along so that we have time to do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this week's episode is brought to you by... Is the sun too bright for your sensitive eyes? Having difficulty focusing on objects while outside? you might need prescription sunglasses. And why not try Scales, Holy Family's new designer sunglass line where all are welcome. Unlike other prescription lines like Ray-Ban or Oakley, who feature all sorts of cool tints and models but only block out 99% of the sun's harmful ultraviolet light, Scales blocks out an astonishing 100%. Actually, it blocks out all forms of light. If you're going to protect your eyes, you better do it completely. And Scales makes it so that you can't see at all. And what better way to get closer to God than to follow in the footsteps of Paul, experience God's creation in a whole new, exciting, and eye-friendly way with Scales. Now available nowhere. <laughs> and a recommended sleep aid. And a, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Scales, we're not going to actually... Uh, Read over that portion of, of of this text, but our first reading is is uh, where we that joke arranged from. So yeah. so let's uh, let's jump right into it. Thank you, scales uh, uh, for not existing. Uh, Acts chapter nine verses one through six. Meanwhile, Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found anyone, any who belonged to the way, capital W for the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do the oh that, that's the end of it that's where we sit. end mm-hmm. uh and then the next the, the next part keep of it going is going
1: if you want so. eh,
0: nah, okay. that's fine it's okay fine but the uh the next part is that transformation of of saul he gets up he's blind uh even though his eyes are open and after a while he, he goes and spends time with ananias uh ananias i, I should mm-hmm. say the man's names correctly i'm so sorry ananias uh, and, uh, um, after a conversation, uh, the, the scales fall from his eyes and, uh, he can see again and he is reborn as Paul. Right. So, um, this, th- this is a fairly, uh, um, well-known story Perhaps. about, um, uh, we always, we always call it, uh, the blinding of, it, it, it kind of gets referred to as like the blinding of Saul, but it's not, that's not really what happens. That's sort of the glass half empty viewpoint. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, the actually my uh, new revised standard version study Bible calls it the conversion of Saul. Okay, right. So I think that's a glass half full way of describing this event.
0: Yes, it, this is the 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 Kafka esque story. One of the many actually of the of the Bible. Uh, there we we have a few. Yeah. we have quite a few name changes throughout the uh, mm-hmm. the, the the readings. Uh, uh, Abraham Abram to Abraham. Right. Uh, I'm blanking on a third. <laughs> Help me out here, Father. Simon to Peter. Simon to Peter. Thank, of you. Thank you. Thank Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, which totally was in the back of my mind. I just wanted to give you something to contribute. Thank you. I, I appreciate <laughs> getting the right answer, finally. <laughs> um, so um Saul, uh Saul Paul was mm-hmm. uh was wasn't that great of a guy. What was uh, what was he into? because uh, I mean it sounds awful. Yeah. Uh breathing threats and murder against the disciples right. of the Lord. Yeah. Um, was he actually the, 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 Is it more the threats And not the murder <laughs> that he was into or? <laughs> well we, we don't know For sure
1: how Violent he was But mm-hmm. um, Certainly anyone who was a Follower of the way as it's mm-hmm. called In the book of Acts A follower of Christ uh, Was at risk of being Persecuted and a lot of, And one thing to keep in mind Is that uh, going to the high priest is really going to the Romans. Mm. So Paul was able to use. So these the, are not the
0: Pharisees. These are not right. Okay,
1: it's different from the Pharisees. Paul himself was a Pharisee, but some Pharisees agreed with both Jesus's teaching and uh, Jesus as the Christ. Mm-hmm. Others disagreed. So it's not monolithic. Whether or not the Pharisees post-resurrection were uh, themselves becoming followers of the way. But Saul at this point certainly was one who was not a follower. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that he was willing to do early on, which was particularly offensive, was collaborate with the Romans to kill Christians. Mm -hmm. So he was a a traitor to his people who were seeking independence from Rome in various Mm -hmm. ways, both political and, and revolutionary war type of uh, ways, and then also uh, being a persecutor of Christians for his, I think, religious per- religious beliefs. I don't mm-hmm. think he really was a diehard, probably poor term to use, a Rome <laughs> supporter, but um, he was quite a extremist in terms of uh, supporting the more traditional views of how God wanted people to live.
0: Gotcha. Now, now, historically speaking, where where in, uh, does this uh, this fall in on the timeline? Do we think it's comes in very
1: early after the resurrection of Jesus. Okay. Um, that and he was, we can only guesstimate, but he was a little younger than Jesus, mm-hmm. and um, you know, common agreement is Jesus died around the age thirty three or so. Uh, so at this point. When he first appears in the Book of Acts, uh, which he's already appeared before this passage, he was there for the stoning to death of Stephen. Mm-hmm. Um, he, some say he was in his twenties; some say he was only then entering um, his thirties. Okay, okay.
0: And uh, so, so this does, you know, just to, to 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 clarify, Paul is not one of the twelve. Not even close. I think uh, there's there's a fairly common misconception that. He is. Yeah, you're right. And you go back through the readings, and you're like, you know, if you, when you think about it that way, and they are like, yeah. yeah, there's not really any references of Paul during the time of Jesus uh, until post-resurrection. That's yeah. strange. But uh, but yeah, it, even with with all the letters in the New Testament from Paul, uh, I think there's a common uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, common uh, thought that, oh, like, oh, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's part of that same group. Yeah, he really from not. his name. He must be an apostle. Right, right.
1: Uh-huh. And... There's no, we, we presume that Paul would have said in one of his letters, and I met Jesus on this certain day and heard him teach in this certain way. So I have this much credibility because Paul is so big in his letters on stating his own credentials. Right. So it's very safe to say that Paul never even met Jesus um, until he had this, um, supernatural experience of the risen Christ. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it it was after the crucifixion and resurrection. um, And after the uh, beginning of the spread of the way through the um, close parts of the Roman Empire to Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. Christianity was spreading beyond Jerusalem. That's very significant in Paul's life. And he'll end up being one of the chief missionaries that we know of, of going beyond the, um, Immediate area of Judea, of Jerusalem, right. to very, spread it through the Roman Empire.
0: Very instrumental in, uh, which is why he you know, appears, I think, so prominently in Acts, is he, he's very instrumental in the the, the main driving uh, point in Acts, which is kind of that, that go forth yeah. uh, and spread the good news throughout. Uh, uh, he was so closely throughout tied world. to 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 that spread and to visiting the early churches all around, uh, that that it, he's, he's kind of synonymous with uh, with with the point of this uh, of, of the book of Acts.
1: Yeah, and he was the the driving figure behind having Christianity spread beyond Judaism. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. Uh, that we'll presume there other people were doing similar works. That's just how usually history works. But he's the he's the one that we know the most about, mm-hmm. who was willing to spread the good news of Christ beyond the folks who were already worshipers of the one true God. Mm. So he was willing to take on uh, the Roman civil religion of the Mm. emperor as a god and so in that way there's a a true complete turnaround from his time of cooperating with Rome in order to fulfill Paul's desire. Saul's desire to persecute followers of the way. Mm -hmm. He's willing to, after his own conversion, risk his life and eventually lose his life to Rome as he is willing to say so publicly that the Roman state religion is false Mm -hmm. and that um, in Jesus there was this new way of experiencing the one true God who is truly open to all. Mm-hmm. And that was dangerous talk when sure. the emperor was supposed to be worshipped as a god by Roman citizens.
0: Right, and right. that's
1: the other dimension of Paul is that he does have Roman
0: citizenship, which not yes many he... characters in the Bible do. Right, he was he had dual citizenship. Do we have an idea as to the reason the reason why that was? Uh, like a, a... It, it's not spelled out anywhere in the scripture, but he
1: presumably was from a prominent enough background that he. Uh, had connections mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that the romans were willing to grant him citizenship it was something that that was not a birthright like we're used to modern citizenship right. systems working but particularly in areas that were conquered by rome it was something the roman officials granted to people so that's another gotcha. sign that that paul must have been seen very favorably by the romans before his conversion
0: an honorary doctorate for citizenship
1: yeah a little worse than that <laughs> <laughs> more like, a, or better,
0: depending on your point of more view. More like suppose. a reward
1: for your collaboration. Thank you very much. Sure, sure, yeah.
0: sure, sure. Uh, um, so, so was, we talked about uh, how, how he's not one of the twelve. What what yeah. monikers do we get? He 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 is a saint. Yeah, uh, not a disciple. Well, I guess it depends well, on your definition
1: of disciple. Dis- generally, we understand disciple as being the the generic term. For the followers of Jesus, particularly before the resurrection, mm-hmm. an apostle uh, before the resurrection being the twelve that Jesus mm-hmm. um, chose. And then Paul t- claims that for himself after his own conversion. Apostle simply means one who is sent. Okay. And certainly Paul was one who was sent.
0: Gotcha. So we might be uh, delving into that area of big A, little A, big yeah. D, little D, like the yeah. big disciple, you know, capital disciples. Origi- you know, one of the original disciples, right.
1: one of the add-ons.
0: Right. So the, those words are descriptors of him. It just might not necessarily be with a capital letter yeah. in the front. Yeah.
1: Yeah. you know, He may not get the good reserve parking space. Right. The apostle parking lot in heaven. He
0: does get a big S for right? saint.
1: But he does get a big yeah. S for saint. Yes.
0: There you
1: go. And he gets an M for
0: martyr. Yeah. For dying for the faith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely, uh, yeah, that definitely was uh, the way he went. It was not the yeah. uh,
1: Though there is a presumption easy. that probably all of the apostles died martyrs. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because of the the times they were living in. Rome wanting to wipe out anyone who was not willing to collaborate with the emperor.
0: Right. Uh, anything else on this story?
1: Um Probably should wrap it up simply because of time. There's, it's yeah. a deep story. Yeah, it really is. I recommend people reading it right through because this is another part where we're, another part of the Bible where we'll read a lot of it each Sunday, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more meaningful if you read all of chapter 9 and some before and some after mm-hmm. in one sitting.
0: Get a bigger picture view. and Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. The,
1: the gestalt of it.
0: There you go. There you go. Well, then moving along, we're going to read from a book that we skipped last week mm-hmm. uh, uh, just because... Uh, Such a a rich uh, um, uh, gospel reading, so we we kind of had to, for the sake of time. Uh, But we're going to go back to Revelation. Right. Uh, Revelation chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels surrounding the throne and the living creatures and the elders. They numbered myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, singing with full voice, worthy is the lamb that was slaughtered to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them singing to the one who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. So real quick, quickly, to the reason why this verse is tied to um, this week is...
1: It's part of the celebration of
0: Easter, okay. The resurrection of Jesus. This is the proclamation of the whole world on who Christ was, or yes, yes, okay.
1: and even more. It's supposed to be a, a snapshot of the celebration going on in heaven.
0: Okay, okay, and
1: that's ongoing. Um, so it is, it's it really is meant to be part of what we get to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Though one of the things to keep in mind with the book of Revelation is that it's heavily poetic and symbolic. Mm-hmm. So if you don't care for this, this particular song they're singing, don't feel like it's not worth getting into heaven. You don't have to sing the song for all eternity. There'll be lots of
0: other activities, I'm sure. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, and we, we kind of touched on it last week. Uh, Revelations is a difficult book and could be a podcast all onto its own, right? Yeah.
1: And keep in mind, you you had been saying it correctly until that sentence. What? It's singular, revelation.
0: Revelation. Yes. Now, Sorry.
1: It, uh, one thing I'll say quickly about it is it's a singular, a single revelation mm-hmm. that's restated multiple times. Okay. And it does that so that it's reinforced to us that it's all symbolic, it's all metaphor metaphoric Mm -hmm. and So the writer of the book of Revelation is trying to describe this amazing vision of um, God's activity and heaven and the end of time Mm -hmm. and no single image will do it and So multiple images are put in there, but still a single truth that Mm -hmm. the writers trying to to transmit which is the ultimate victory of God over all evil gotcha
0: so uh, we, we might as well take a minute to address uh, the the fact that revelation the book of Revelation is uh, has has fostered a lot of of uh, imagery and belief about the end time and mm-hmm. and uh, how the world is going to end in in two minutes or less, <laughs> no, uh, in, in 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 without having to do a whole side discussion about going through this, uh, what would you what would you say about in addition to uh, what you've already said uh, mm-hmm. about the book of Revelation and how it's been interpreted versus perhaps. The overarching, maybe reinforcing the overarching meaning uh, of the author and what they're trying to convey, because we do kind of, I, I feel like, get in that trap of like, well, in the Book of Revelation, it says this is going to happen, yeah. this is going to happen, yeah. It's are be showing up? right, and as you already pointed out, it's it, you know, it's it's restated several times yeah. in, def- in several different stories, so it's not necessarily like, oh, here's the section where it's talking about this is exactly right. how it's going to happen. And so the
1: next thing we should expect is is why because we right. just saw X happen. Yeah, it's. Um, it was the last book to be included in Mm -hmm. the Bible as we know it, and that's because it was so controversial even in the early church. Mm -hmm. There was um, quite a bit of discussion that it was becoming out of date Mm -hmm. because the original and I think still accurate interpretation of it is that it was an ongoing or a repeated promise that the Roman Empire was not going to win, Mm-hmm. They were not going to last forever. God was noticing all the Christians being th- literally thrown to the lions and mm-hmm. worse things than that. I won't go into to keep this a PG podcast. Um, and
0: In like our the, best days. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> and the, the people who were the recipient of the book of Revelation were given hope by that message. Mm. When the Bible was being finalized as to what was going to be in the New Testament... Those times had come to an end, and so there were many, many very holy and faithful people who were saying, yeah, we don't need this one anymore. Interesting. And so it's interesting that uh, people have misused it to Mm -hmm. say, oh, yeah, tomorrow the end is coming because I've interpreted this event and that event to mean this um, occurrence and that occurrence. Uh, But I think it is still relevant whenever we face, either personally or as a society, inexplicable and powerful evil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it it gives us hope. For instance, it was very popular um, among people who were enslaved in the United States. Uh, It was was the book of hope for them Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, as they were becoming Christian, um, even as they didn't have their freedom and other circumstances like that through history. So that way it it gets read fresh in a wonderful way many, many times. On the other hand, there are also many, many times where cults form and um, there was literally a cult in the late 1800s standing on hillsides in the United States who were sure that the Book of Revelation had been fulfilled and so, in this state, they should dress themselves in bed sheets and stand on the hill because God was going to sweep them up, and then the terrible battle and calamities was were going to start falling on the earth. Mm-hmm. And the day passed, and the week passed, and they had to go home. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's a book that's easy to misinterpret and very easy to misapply. But if we keep that theme that it's the promise that God will overcome evil through every age and era we, that the human race lives through, and there's ultimately God's victory, then it's then we're on the right track with it.
0: So, so this in a way, this is also kind of like a then a, a like we've studied many times on on some of these, uh, especially the Old Testament readings of of like a, a, of renewal or rebirth, and and this mm-hmm. is this is still along that that hey. Um, uh, this is you know as as bad as things are you might think are now it the time will come to an end and it'll and things will be better things will get better yeah yeah uh, like I said it very fascinating book yeah. uh to, to read through um, and you're right it is as you read alongside because we put so much weight in especially uh, uh, um, you know the, the the calls in the New Testament to uh, you know the divinity of Christ and mm-hmm. the purpose of uh, of of uh going forward and carrying out that message to all the ends of the earth and you know, all these proclamations and encouragement to, to go this way and then revelation gets tacked on at the end of it it does seem to imply that like and this is going to be the bookend of you know right. existence here on earth and how we're gonna enter into heaven and the and and almost implies uh because New Testament is all about uh, uh Christ and his time on earth and his message that it's a handed down message from Christ himself. And right. So like this is, you know, this is what's to come. And that's not even remotely close to right. why the book exists or how it came about.
1: Right. And one of the things to keep in mind to help interpret the book of Revelation is Jesus repeatedly saying, you don't know the day or the hour. Right. And that will never be revealed to you. So it's not like Jesus then winked and said, but here's some clues. Except for my along. new church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For,
0: for 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 the easy payment of giving away all your earthly possessions, <laughs> I will tell you. Yes, that
1: it's. March I will give 14th. you the book of uh, uh,
0: that that tells you how it's going to end.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like I said, a very a, what would almost even be a, a more fascinating uh, podcast would be to take those th- that book, scripture by scripture, and tell the stories of how people have attempted to apply it uh, over the years. The oops and oops podcast. Yeah, the oops podcast. That would be uh that would be a fascinating yeah. uh, tale, but it, we, we, we still, we still do it today. I mean, yep. it's, it's, it's not hard that, not to, and it's not that the book of revelation is alone in, in that category right. of us. We misinterpret Misinterpreting, misinterpreting or, or misapplying or, or implying things that are, uh, written into the scriptures to mean X, Y, Z. Um, so it, it, Not to give Revelation some, uh, you know, a little bit of credit at that, it's it's not its fault. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Nice revelation. Nice revelation. (laughs) Good boy. Good boy. Um, Okay, so the reading uh, from John is our gospel uh, for this week. John 21, verses 1 through 9. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel uh, uh, of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Poor guys, they don't get yeah, mm, no name recognition. And I Which,
1: I forget who they let were. Let me just insert, that means they could be women.
0: Ah, oh, another yeah. whole podcast on the side. Yeah. Um, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. Very pragmatic statement Mm -hmm. i am going fishing they said to him we will go with you they went out and got into the boat but that night they caught nothing just after daybreak jesus stood on the beach but the disciples did not know that it was jesus jesus said to them children you have no fish have you they answered him no he said to them cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some so they cast it, and now they were not able to haul in, haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard it, heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. I'll circle back on that. Yeah. <laughs> but the other disciples in that. came in the boat. Uh, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have caught. So Simon Peter went aboard uh, and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and said, did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. The second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? he said to him yes lord you know that i love you jesus said to him tend my sheep he said to him the third times he said to him the third time yeah simon son of john do you love me peter felt hurt because he sa- had said to him the third time do you love me and he said to him lord you know everything you know that i love you jesus said to him feed my sheep Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grew old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. So, long story. Uh, sometimes I think we forget that the the casting of the nets and the, the great Hall uh, occurs uh, after he's risen. So you know. Well,
1: in Luke it occurs before.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah. right. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so. So you're right both times. Right. <laughs> I like uh, how the gospels make it so that I can't be wrong. Yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> Very helpful. Um, but uh, um, so interesting that you point out the two disciples, uh, uh, nameless are nameless. Uh, and, and, uh, um, there's also another hint that I think goes into why that might be, uh, the possibility that they were women, because, uh, I I know people have talked at length about, um, uh, to the one that he, whom whom he loved. I forget where that is. Passing on, on, on where the actual reference is. Um, but, uh, uh, oh, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but we don't really know who, which disciple that was, yeah. or do we? We do don't. We have hints? Clues? We, I
1: don't know if hints the right word. We,
0: Let's da Vinci code have... this thing. Come on.
1: <laughs> 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 shudder, oh. shudder. <laughs> uh, it, there's numerous hy- hypotheses. Lots of People are guessing. As Hypothesis
0: so, is easy. Thank easy. you.
1: <laughs> and one, one of them is that it is the author of the Gospel of John. Okay. And when the Gospel was written down, it probably didn't have a name on it yet. Mm. Uh, many of the Gospels didn't get their names till later if the name wasn't in the introduction of the, who the author was. Okay. So there's some who believe that it is... The um, author of John, more likely, it is the source of the author of John because John, the Gospel of John, was written so late, written down, recorded so late, that probably the eyewitnesses had died Mm. of of old age or martyrdom. I gotcha. And so many people, I think the most credible is that the beloved disciple was the one who told the stories And the teachings that are remembered in the Gospel of John gotcha Um, so in that way probably a male Um, simply because of the descriptions of the actions of the of the one that Jesus loved it in you know there are others who say who read it a certain way and say oh it has to be a woman um, right. because um, it has to be uh, heterosexual love and no, the others who say oh that shows that Jesus um, was someone who accepted someone who was gay because the person who loved Jesus so much was a man but I think that's completely off track either one either approach that sexualizes the language here I think is off track that right. the love that a person has for God actually should be stronger than the love we have even for our most beloved romantic right. this partner. Is,
0: this is more likely the agape yeah. kind of.
1: And I'm, I'm sorry I don't know my Greek infirmity so I can't say for sure. Right, which, which one it is. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it is the agape love. Um, so yeah, long story short, we yeah. don't know who it is. Good chance that it was the primary source person. The eyewitness that the That's community um, respected and heard from. Uh, right, which at first the blush... Formation would, of this gospel.
0: Yeah, which at first blush, as you kind of pointed, or alluded to, or pointed out, uh, it, it makes it seem like, oh, you... you. If you're the source of this book, you kind of self absorbed there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Jesus loved me a lot. But <laughs> if it, if if this was more of a a, a a not fully written down tradition, or or there was kind of an editorial process for when the Book of John actually came out, this would be a secondhand account of what was right. either written or orally or an oral tradition of of these stories. And so it's somebody else saying, and this person was so beloved, it's not really right. necessarily the author the, i, mean, I, I kind of like that yeah the that image that
1: would be helpful is you know, the stories we receive from our from beloved grandparents mm-hmm. and yeah this is the story grandma used to tell me this is the story grandpa used to tell right me. right and yeah he was really respected she was really beloved yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's that
1: kind of um construct that i think we should have in mind when we of the beloved disciple right. in the Gospel of John
0: and obviously the other thing that we really need to take away from this is uh, if you love God you have to fish naked <laughs> <laughs> but you do get to use
1: nets rather than hooks right
0: right 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 right, right. so so yeah I don't know what it is about uh, uh, fishing that he was like oh it's so much it's it's so much better if you're you know at, I don't I don't know if it increases productivity or what but obviously swimming ashore uh, to meeting the Lord and Savior that's when you put pants on. What? Well, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked.
1: <laughs> in terms of the the Greek, it pr, pr, Greek combined with Jewish modesty standards, probably they were fishing in a loincloth sort of thing. Mm, gotcha. Um, and they were poor people, so they didn't want to wear all their clothes fishing. In terms of it getting icky, sweaty. Scaly, cold,
0: cold. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a temperate climate. Even then, I mean, you're you're when you're out on the when you're out on a lake and you're wet and the wind is coming off. Oh, okay. You know, off the Sea of yeah, Galilee, you want
1: your skin to dry rather than for your linen Yeah, it, It's still to dry. not warm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the where it says uh, G, or says uh, Peter got dressed to swim ashore. Right. It could also be translated that he. Tightened his outfit that he he tightened his rope around himself. Gotcha. So, you know, because he was going to go swimming Wanted to make sure everything was He was actually going to stay modest So he tightened up his bathing suit and leapt in the water.
0: Does that uh, would that be uh, Have any implications on uh, verse 18 then where it's talking about fastening your own belt And being taken where you don't want to go it might it
1: might it it, it might be a um, continuation of that thought Mm. Again, I didn't bring the Greek this time, so I can't tell you if it's the same word or not.
0: Um, and then there's also uh, the 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 uh, for whatever for whatever reason uh, they they knew it's not so much the comedy rule of three, but the rule the storytelling rule of three uh, appears again, uh, um, maybe to uh, mirror uh, uh, the the denunciation of uh, of, of Jesus. Right. The, the, right. That rule of three. In terms of that, this is, the, this is still Simon him. Peter, right? Yeah. So, uh, so, a similar story thread. But he asks, uh, which would be kind of an interesting underlying uh, uh, um, story thread of like, right. this is Jesus asking, like, "Hey, remember those three times you denied me? Do you love me?
1: Mm-hmm. Are
0: you are you sure? <laughs> are you super sure?" Um, but uh, I like the responses. Uh, it's it's um, it's feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that, which I don't know if that has deeper significant meaning, uh, beyond just, you know, Hey, I'm want to make sure you understand I'm calling you to action here. And I, you specifically are, I need you to go and, 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 and do this and go. Yeah.
1: And yeah. And it is a redemption from Peter's denial. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think it's just, just a, um, Narrative device, I think it really is a purposeful, theological, spiritual redemption of Peter Mm -hmm. from his denying three times here. He has a chance to make up for that. Um, But it's all, and it also is a deepening of Peter's commitment to be one of the first leaders of the church, in that it's not just a yeah, just just feed the lambs. It really deepens the task
0: mm-hmm. as
1: he goes through, um, and ultimately, to Peter be hearing that he's going to be martyred. Mm-hmm. So, if at any point of these, um, Peter exercised his free will and said, "Yeah, I love you," but
0: mm-hmm. then it's
1: possible. Jesus would have turned to someone else and say, "Okay, do you love me?"
0: <laughs> right, uh, right.
1: But it's it's oh, Peter
0: that, that that would be an interesting yeah, yeah
1: exercising his free will to say yes. I'm I really am going to follow you better than I did mm-hmm. uh, during Holy Week,
0: and even to the point of my own death, I'm willing to do that. Now, remind me, I'm trying to remember uh, uh, which which disciple was it that uh, s- took a step off the boat and met and, and that was
1: Peter. That was Peter. But he sank.
0: Yes, yeah. but it does further that narrative uh, of uh, uh, kind of being the first and and right. and, and being the most forward. Uh, I wouldn't say forward thinking, but but
1: risk taker might yeah, be a better term. Yeah, the
0: most risk taking. Like it, it, he's willing to. He's he's shown time and time again that he's he's at that forefront of of. You know where Jesus is trying to lead them, and he's, mm-hmm. he's kind of the first to try. Yeah, yeah, he often is
1: the first to try, and um, and therefore is the one who shows us how to be the first to try. Mm-hmm. That if we're in a, because often when we're stepping out in faith to follow God, we feel like we're the first to ever do that, right? Because God she. God uh, calls us in very individual ways, so we probably are the first to ever try that particular way of ministry or service. Yeah,
0: in a way, it is kind of that uh, that that lonely experience of uh, you're not doing it really so much as a group. This is a personal relationship. Very, and, and it kind of drives home what we have said on this podcast before the past couple of weeks is the the, the these post resurrection encounters are very personal. Stories. I mean, uh, Simon and, and Peter. There are other people in this in this story, but they might as well not have been uh, for the purposes of this conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a very one-on-one, direct, uh, uh, um, c- contextualized, it's scary. <laughs> like, yeah. like this would be terrifying. That my my personal Lord and Savior looking me in the eyes and going, "Do you love me?" Yeah. Oh yeah, sure <laughs> I do, sure I do. Do you love me? Like, okay, wait, yeah. <laughs> Why uh, are you asking again? Yes. Where are we did going? Did I answer that right the first time? Yes. I, yes, yes I did. <laughs> All right, third time. That's just you're creeping me out. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to
1: say? <laughs> well it really is sort of okay, we're not just burrows here. Right, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, I'm going to be your disciple and lead wherever you follow.
0: Right. So uh so yeah, this is uh that this is this mirrors that that personal uh um the, the personal story that is a relationship with God yeah. and and allows us to kind of put ourselves in the position of, of Simon Peter and really humanizes these people in a way that we can empathize, empathize and put our ourselves into those shoes. It's not so right. much a, that, that distant story where you like, well, thank God, thank, thank, thank the Lord, my maker that, uh, that, that I'm not asked this question. Right. Like, you are, you really are. <laughs> you, you really are. You really are asked this question. This is, uh, This is for all of us. Yeah, and one of the interesting things with
1: Peter, uh, really throughout all four Gospels and the book of Acts, is that again and again he's sort of the every person in the ways we were talking about a minute ago. And so in the book of Acts, which takes place after um, the Christ's resurrection appearances end, Peter screws up again. when Mm -hmm. He tries to throw a wrench into the into Paul's mission with the, the Gentiles, the non-Jews. Right. And says, No, 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 we shouldn't do that. And the Holy Spirit has to whack him over the head and say, No, you really should. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter doesn't turn into a superhuman at this point sure. or at any point. And he is a model for all of us. That yeah. any of us can do this. And all yeah. sh- and all of us should.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, unless there's something else, I think that'll conclude our Again, for the sake of time, we better just wrap it up. Yes. So thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for for being here with us uh, this week. And this was your podcast for May 5th, 2019. And uh, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And don't forget, worship at Holy Family 8 and 10 on Sunday. Yep. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.